It's God fucking damn rad. it, Tyler. God damn it. I I think it's fucking it's a it's a great song. Absolutely. The I, fact that you chose any song from All or Nothing is just it just shows it just shows your true colors. It shows your true it, colors. It just shows that I think outside the box and I'm no, more of a It shows than it shows that you're trying you're trying so hard to be like sophisticated and and, and pretend to the world that like 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 you have some complexity to you. <laughs> but really everyone just sees you as as a fucking a goblin. <laughs> you're a goblin. It's like, you're a <laughs> it's like the, the worst insult ever. Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into a different artist, a different band, and a different record, and we break it down. We find out all the secrets about it, and we let you in on all those secrets, Mm -hmm. and we try to have a good time doing it. My name is Tyler, and way out there, hundreds of miles away, is Jeff. Uh, While you're listening, go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, give us five stars on there. All the social media is at Asinine Radio. We have a Discord server. If you want to join that, hit us up. We'll send you the link. And we have a phone number you can call. Leave us a voicemail. Shoot us a text. That phone number is 503-893-5307. So get into that. And uh, now that we have all the boring intros out out of the way, what, uh, what are we doing today, Jeff? We are doing Pennywise's album, Straight Ahead. myself of everything I can and can't believe abused confused every day you feel every crime just stare out in the space and wonder why afraid deranged hold to your promise you can use it for a Pennywise formed in 1988 in Manhattan Beach, California by Jim Lindbergh on vocals, Fletcher Drag, Drag, I don't know how to pronounce his name, on guitar, Jason Thirsk on bass, and Byron McMahon, 
Byron McMacken on drums. They currently have 12 full-length records and two EPs. But that we're doing today is Straight Ahead. It's the band's fifth album, and it was released June 1st, 1999. It features Jim Lindbergh on vocals, Fletcher on guitar, Randy Bradbury on bass, Byron McMacken on drums, and it features <laughs> some of the band's most popular songs to date. Now, Jeff, what is yes. your, um, yeah. what's your origin story yeah. with the Pennywises? Okay, go. All right. So, um, Stand By Me. Stand By Me, their cover, that was, uh, that's the first Pennywise song I ever heard. And this was at a time when I was, I was, uh, I was going to camp a lot. I mean, as I, as I did, if you listen to this podcast, you know, most of my early music comes from camp. And Mm -hmm. before I started playing the guitar, you know, I was thinking about playing the guitar. I wanted to play the guitar. And so... I was obsessed with like covers for like a while when I was like 12, 13. And this this was a cover that I really liked and it kind of pushed me to want to play the guitar. And so I I I heard the song numerous times and then I realized that the same band who like my counselors are playing and this this was at the time of like Straight Ahead, like Alien and stuff. Like it was the same band. I, I, cause they, they sound different. Like they do sound fucking different. Like, yeah. Or like we just discussed in the rankings, the EP Pennywise does not sound really like LP Pennywise. They're like two no. fucking different bands. And so when I realized that they're the same band, this was already like the year 2000 at this point. Almost like two, almost to the point where Land of the Free is coming out. And so <laughs> I got. I got Straight Ahead and Land of the Free pretty much at the same time. Yeah. I got them both from from the Columbia House thing. They sent them both to me, but Straight Ahead just came sooner. I remember I got Straight Ahead just before I did Land of the Free, and so therefore, like, that is what I gravitated towards more, but I listened to both of those records side by side just hundreds of times, honestly, over the years. But yeah, Stand By Me from, from the, I think it's the... I think it's the wild card or where is it the wild card whatever ep it was yeah i don't remember which one. the stand by me part and honestly like the stand by me thing was great but what really got me on the cover is when he says won't you fucking stand by me like <laughs> as a as a child as as a as you know as a 13 year old child like that is like i've heard stand by me so many times but yeah, you never heard him say fucking in there i mean that's that's cool stuff it's so punk bro it is it's so, it's so cool it is so cool i love it i still love it I still like to say, won't you fucking stand by me? Like, I still like saying it like that. Even if I hear the regular version, I'll still throw a fucking in there. You got to. Yeah. So yeah, that's um that's that's how I got into Pennywise was through Stand By Me and wanting to play cover songs. Honestly, I think I I think I wanted to play cover songs because there was some girl I liked at some point. I th- that that's really why I started playing the guitar was because it's I wanted impressive. to just impress people. <laughs> but I guess that's like everybody, right? Yeah, that's true. That's kind of why you do it. It's no different to than, show off. than yeah, Eddie Van Halen doing that shit. Yeah, true. Not doing it for his health. <clears throat> that's well, probably he probably was. He was <laughs> that he was because he's you know. Yeah, he's dead now. He's definitely not doing this for his health. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Uh, so my origin story is uh, is fuck authority. That was that was the. Uh, that was the first time I ever heard them. I heard that on the radio on K Rock, local radio station here, 
and uh, and I thought, oh my god, this is so cool. They say fuck. They say fuck authority. Like what the fuck is this? What the fuck is this? But of course they censored it. But we all knew what he was saying. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, I just I I remember I I recorded it onto a tape, onto a little cassette tape because that's what I was still doing at the time. And then eventually I burned it on a CD because I realized cassettes are fucking lame. And uh, yeah, and then I went to Best Buy and got Land of the Free. And then I think a week, yeah, and then like a week later, I went back to Best Buy and got uh, Straight Ahead. And much like you, these two records I played the hell out of in high school, especially like the first couple of years of high school. I listened to a lot of a lot of these, a lot of Pennywise, and um, just really dug it. And I mean, I didn't, never liked it as much as say Guttermouth and Offspring and and stuff like that, but it was just always there, and it was just like a nice thing to kind of throw on in the background, go for a walk, just go do just fucking fuck around listen to pennywise so that's my origin story nothing nothing too deep and then but i never got any it got never got into anything after this after land of the free or anything before uh straight ahead i just didn't care enough i just always figured like these two records sound so alike the rest of the stuff probably sounds like it and it's not enough for me to go listen to so never did never did until years and years and years later so Billions yeah, that's and my billions origin story. And billions. That's a good origin story. It's not that's bad. That's my origin story. <laughs> heard better. It's not the worst I've ever heard. I've heard a lot better. Heard a lot better. So then let's You're give right. our um, let's give our initial thoughts on Straight Ahead, and uh, give out any stinkers if we have them, and then we'll start with uh, Alien, because we already played it. So what do you got? Where that was a lot of like questions you were asking there. No stinkers. Mm-hmm. I have no stinkers. Um, oh, yeah. what what else did you say? I said initial thoughts on Straight Ahead. Oh, but we—I um, guess we already touched upon it. Yeah, this is this is the mainstay. This is my favorite uh, Pennywise album. I think Land of the Free is better overall. I think I think there are more songs on Land of the Free. I really hate that I say it like that now. It fucking bothers me. <laughs> it just sounds so stupid. It, does. it sounds so it stupid. Sounds terrible. Like it's not even good. Like you say it, like it, it flows a little bit nicer. When I say it, it just sounds fucking dumb. I sound like I'm an idiot. <laughs> I'm gonna try not to do it again. But I think you have think, to say uh, it like that. That's how it's written. It's written with a question mark. <laughs> you have I to think, say it like that. I think the land of the free is uh, <laughs> overall a better album. There's more songs on there that aren't okay than Straight Ahead. But I think, dude, I think some of these songs in Straight Ahead just hit immensely harder than Land of the uh, Land of the Free. Land of the Free. Land of the Free? (laughs) It just sounds so lame when you don't say it that way. Land of the Free. Land of the Free. Land of the Free. Land of the Free. Well, nobody Uh, talks like that. Yeah, nobody does. That's a stupid title for an album. It's Um, making you think. It's making you think. By putting a question mark there, yeah. Yeah, Land of the Free. And I'm talking about, like, this is, dude, this was, that that was, uh, what, June of 2001, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, before 9 11. This is yeah. This is this is like challenge. Like fuck, authority comes out before nine eleven, and I mean just like dude, nine eleven just changed our entire political system, our society. It changed so many things, and we were still we were still a little bit too young to fully understand ex- like the full extent of what happened for nine eleven. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. But like our like friend of the pod, dude. Like we had friends of the pod that were like taken in. In question because of 9-11 they were asked mm-hmm. questions like have you ever driven a bus have you ever like made a bomb like what the fuck i know and we were what 13 14 yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I know. it's fucking insane. Like like these remember, people, they, they, they remember had, he just had disappeared. Closed, yeah, it's like like he a fucking week. Fucking just disappeared. Yeah, no, nobody knew what happened to him. No idea what happened to him. Yeah, fucking crazy shit. And like land of the land of the free. Like it's it's a cool <laughs> it's a cool concept. I like it. I love it. But like straight ahead was doing the same thing. Straight ahead was doing mm-hmm. the same thing. It was talking about the same issues. It just wasn't as uh as, as blatantly disrespectful as, as like fuck authority. Yeah. But even though but, Alien Alien has had a lot of um it has it still has a lot of airplay on the radio. Like dude, local radio especially. Alien is legit like K Rock's it, it for sure K Rock's favorite Pennywise song. Oh but yeah, it's, yeah. It's it's probably like a top five K Rock song of all time. They they do play it a lot. I swear station. to God, they play that song so fucking much. I know it's a fucking killer song. Fantastic so, song. Where, where does this, where does this sit on your banger list? It's my four B. Really? Yeah. Okay, this is my one B. This is my one B. Oh damn, girl. Yeah, I don't okay. give a fuck. Okay. Yeah. Let us hear you scream is the best Pennywise song, and this is my favorite song off of uh, Straight Ahead. You were saying words. That is yeah. true. I'm saying the truth. Every day I convince myself of everything I can't, I can't believe. <laughs> Abused, confused. Oh, it's so good. It's like it's the so, okay. So like my, my favorite part so of this lame, song, dude. It's so lame. My my favorite part of the song it. is is when it like drops in from the intro. And then we get oh, that drum hit, yeah. that doof. But at the same that time, we get that bass slide, that barrel, that barrel that goes down <laughs> at the same time as, as as the drum hit. And then both yeah. of them together, it's just, it's so stupid, but it sounds, like you said earlier, with the, the production-wise, all their albums have always been really well produced. They've, they've always sounded really well. They sound great. There's a lot of dynamics. And with this one, you get that rich sound. You get like the barrel going down and you get like the nice yeah. crack of the snare. Love that. That's like my favorite part of this album is that one little note, that one little hit. Yeah, that one hit, and <laughs> it, it's also it's also the silence. There is that 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 mo- very brief moment of silence before that that snare hits, and then everything kicks in. And you know, like you know, there was discussion over whether or not to do like a a, a bass snare, right? Yeah. And you know, there was discussion: should we do like or just do the part? Like that's, those are big differences, yeah. dude. Those are big, big differences, and like we're talking, this is, this is, this is iconic. This is just iconic Los Angeles, Southern California punk rock, dude. Pennywise, Pennywise is the bee's knees, man. I I cannot sing They're their great. early praises more. Honestly, I just cannot. They're great, and Fletcher's guitar on this song, his uh, his lead guitar line is so it's so simple and so catchy. It's. It's like um, I can't even explain it. It's not like groovy, but it it's, it's smooth. just it's smooth. Yeah, it's smooth. It's, smooth. smooth. it's like butter. Honestly, yeah. it's like fucking. It's like butter. It's, it's so the, smooth. It's one of the few moments where he has these this smooth moment on his guitar. Because yeah, there's really no other song that I can think of off the top of my head that has this kind of just this iconic guitar line. He's not that kind of guitar player. He's a riff. He's a riff guitar player. Yeah, power chord through, guitar through. player. So to have him play any sort of lead is is one unusual, and to have it be this catchy is even crazier. It's fucking awesome, really awesome. So like, I want to I want to go on the riff guitar player thing, yeah. because my favorite part of like Pennywise is their riff guitar playing is the fact that they can write songs around just simple four power chord songs and like just extrapolate from that. And, and and write an entire song. I like just having. I like hearing them jam, 
with no solos, no leads, just a lot of riffage. I like that. But yeah. that's that's not like exclusive to Pennywise. I mean, Welcome to Paradise, Basket Case. I mean, Dookie itself yeah. is damn near an entire like riff-driven power chord song or album. And so these are things that have been done already that 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 we like. But when you add solos to them, then we think automatically, oh, then they're they're better than than everybody else because they're <laughs> doing solos now. But honestly, it takes skill to just write a basic punk song where you can bounce along, where you can enjoy it based off of just just a riffage, just the power cordage. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and he I never respect that. And Fletcher never really kind of he never when he does his solos that they're never wanking guitar solos. They're they're short, they're to the point, and they're just they're just a pleasant they're a pleasant listen. They they really add to the song and I like that a lot. But that might just be due to the fact that he's not like a super technical player. So Dude shreds though. I will no, he, I will no, say Dude shreds. When he, when they yeah. play live, he shreds. On their EPs, on Stand by Me, he shred. Yeah. So And talk I'm about be- like a, a consistent band live because do they sound ex- identical live? as as on the records like it's just you can't tell the difference so <laughs> yeah it, it's good usually usually that's annoying but with a band like this you want it to sound like the records like it, it, it's that it's that effective but and Fletcher's a big part of that and like i said in the rankings jim is my least favorite part and if there's a little bit more melody in pennywise i feel like they could have been way cooler and that's why Alien is as popular as it is because it does have some melodies. It has some catchiness, cheesiness, yeah. But there's some really catchy parts in the song. There's a lot of there, there's there's a lot of melody. There's a lot of melody. Okay. In some songs. Okay. In some songs, but you would have to admit too on this record, there's a lot of filler. I mean, it's 17 songs. Yeah, I this for sure. I I would have liked for Pennywise from the beginning to just do 13 song albums through and through. Mm-hmm. Like that would have just been a cool a cool shtick, because uh, the first album was like fourteen songs, I think. Yeah. And so I I, I think it would have just been cool to do thirteen songs. I think thirteen songs is fine. You put them at two to three minutes. That's just over thirty minutes. No big deal. Seventeen is too much. I do. I think I have. I think I have a like ten bangers. I think I have ten bangers here. I have ten. I have ten. Yeah, I have ten bangers, and so the other the other seven are are like true true okay songs some of them like teeter on on the on the edge of being like a banger but they're just not there they're just not there it's because sometimes this band even on this record it just things kind of bleed together i mean they they don't they don't do they pretty much just do their their own cookie cutter sound and that's it which is cool it's fine it's but when you really start to break it down you realize like wow dude i kind of want it to be more complex than this (laughs) It's very, very straightforward. Yeah. But whatever. Um, I don't know. Musically on this one, do you have anything else musically or should we jump into the lyrics? Oh, just, just on Alien. We're, we're still on... Um, yeah, we're still on Alien, yeah. So so I always thought he was saying, um, I'm on Earth rather than Among Us, which is Among Us, until yeah. this week. Like, legit, I've always been singing, <laughs> I'm on Earth. Because, I mean, it fits. It makes sense. It does fit, yeah, yeah. But I I never knew that he said Among Us until this week, so I thought that was funny. I'm still gonna I never say knew what he said. I'm on Earth, but I don't care. I would just make a sound. I never knew 
what the words were. Oh, you'd just be like, the oh, mama. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> that works. It works. Yeah, it works. I really, I really don't know what this song is about. This song, and there's like one other song where I wrote, I have no idea what this is about. I couldn't, I couldn't <laughs> figure it out. Not that he's like a crazy complex lyricist, but I don't know what, it, I, I don't know what this song is about. I really don't. I, I, I thought, okay, so I thought this was about like society's apathetic mentality toward violence and other wrongdoings. The title suggests the alien is at first him, the, the writer mm-hmm. Jim, being the outsider with his posy thinking. But then it transitions later on to like, we're the aliens. And I think that's, yeah. that's that at first when he says we're, we're the aliens, he's saying like, we're not him, but like we, but you and me and everybody else. Mm-hmm. And then it like ends with we're the aliens again, where he's saying that he's acknowledging that he could be doing better to help change society, that we're the aliens here because we are still like like foreigners to our own planet, to our own problems. We don't fix okay. them. I can see that. I'm kind of reading through them again. I see what you're saying. It's just still, still a weird song. Yeah, it's a fantastic song. It's great. Would you agree though? Like this is this this has to be like one of K Rock's favorite songs. Oh, absolutely. This and like some I Red Hot Chili Peppers, some Foo Fighters. Fucking uh, smells like Teen Spirit has to be yeah. in the top five K Rock songs of all time. Bad yes. Habit has oh to be my it. god. Yes. Oh no, no, come out and no. play. Come out and yeah. play. Or come out and play or the 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 la 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 la. Oh yeah. What is that? I can't even think what that song is right now. I can't even think what it's on either. Not genocide. That's a good song. The fuck song is that? I can't even think. It's not genocide, right? No. Oh my god! I am just I'm cannot even think what that song is. It bothers me so much. Oh my god! Let's we gotta look it up. We cannot move forward. Until oh, until we figure out what the fuck song that is. <sighs> Smash. Let's see here. Arguably, like their most popular song is is that annoying song. I still like that song though. Uh, self esteem. Self esteem, of course. Wait, is it self? Yeah, yeah. It's self esteem. Yeah, yeah. self esteem. Yeah. He's talking about his girlfriend <laughs> being weird to him and shit, and he doesn't like it. Oh, that baseline's so good though. Self esteem. No, I should say no. Oh, dude, that song's good. That album is so fucking good. God, I this era Smash. of like punk music was so good in the nineties. Nineties punk, man. Oof. The Offspring, Blink, Vandals, Guttermouth, Suicide Machines, Pennywise, dude. It's just fucking so good, so yeah. good. Dude, we could get into like the history of of the punk scene in, in SoCal here. I mean, I don't know, right? Because I, I feel. I, I, I I I'm gonna do it anyway. I'm already I'm, I'm already I'm already hyped up. We're right. talking about K Rocks. We gotta talk about Rodney, Rodney Bingenheimer, Rodney and the Rocks. So I, I feel like, I, mean, I don't feel like I know that Rodney was a big, a big reason that punk got started in California in the SoCal yeah, scene. Yeah. He was a big proponent of it. He pushed it on like the mainstays. He pushed it on the radio. He was he was somebody. God, I I, I cannot believe. I, I read a little bit about him this week too. I cannot believe how popular he was running with with like the uh, the elite uh, music scene. Like like he yeah. was going to parties with with everybody. Yeah. Well, I mean, he discovered he Van Halen. He discovered Gun and, Guns and Roses. You know, he was so he he's so important to the scene. It's unreal. Not just he punk, was, but rock and rock in general. He was so important to the scene that. 
that people recognized him before they recognized other major label multi-million dollar acts yeah yeah uh, like everybody knew who, who he was like everybody i, I mean I'm, there were stories of him just sleeping with just hundreds of girls hundreds of women <laughs> so uh, thousands even <laughs> so I, I just I I cannot believe how 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 far this guy's reach was. Then he went to England for a while. He, he mm-hmm. was fed up with the U.S. But yeah, like so like the 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 punk scene essentially started with like the glam rock era, the '70s, all that hard harder metal stuff, the faster stuff. Transitioned into the more kind of angsty Black Flag era of yeah, punk music, yeah. and then then transitioned into as what we know at the late 80s early 90s i guess you would call it like i like to call it like the epitaph era because yeah yeah because even though like no effects is is a mainstay i feel like the epitaph era really like pennywise and bad religion even though i don't really like bad religion until we do it on the pod and then figure out probably love it (laughs) yeah i don't know but i like the epitaph era of punk music that that late 80s early 90s stuff that's like that's the beginning of the best, and honestly, I think it's the best because we're getting the best melodies. We're getting st- we're we're still getting like the angst that like Henry Rollins was preaching. Yeah, but they're also yeah. getting fun. Like fuck, man! Like why am I going to a show if it's not going to be fun? Yeah, and you're still getting some politics with some bands occasionally. So kind of like going off of the Dead Kennedy stuff, some Black Flag as well. You still get some of that in the '90s, some political stuff. Nothing crazy, but it's there. Honestly, like the Rock stuff. Against Bush stuff was some of the most political punk stuff we've ever seen. Even though mm-hmm. it was kind of dumb, but like again, it was just getting so <laughs> many people involved. It was yeah, getting so was, much of the was younger that? generation involved. That was like 2000, right? Wasn't it? Was no, or was Rock yeah. Against Bush 2004, 2003? Right. It was. It was, it was Rocking Against the Second Bush. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 But like that's that's still bleeding into, bleeding from I guess the classic era of, of I think nineties punk is like the best. I, I honestly do. I think it's the it best is, of all I time. Agree. I think it's great. I think it's fantastic. I think it's everything you want from music, in general. Mm-hmm. I agree. I totally agree. And Pennywise, dude. Pennywise were a fucking mainstay. Just every other year, dude. It's just every two, three years putting out good product after good product after good product. But I will say. I will say this, Pennywise is the Foo Fighters of punk music. Dude, don't. Why would you? No, they are not even close. No, they are. Not. No, they are. They, no. they. Yes, they are. They're. They're the most That's vanilla. Silly boy talk. That's they're the silly most boy vanilla music-wise. They're the most vanilla punk band from the nineties. No, because there's a lot of bands Absolutely that sound like that. the Foo Fighters, but there's there's really no bands that sound like Pennywise. Oh come on! Pennywise have their own sound. It is the, the the Pennywise sound. They have marketed this sound. It is their sound. If you even try to do this sound. You're just a Pennywise knockoff. <laughs> Foo Fighters don't have a sound except for just being vanilla. Pennywise that's have Pennywise a sound. That's Pennywise too. Pennywise they can have be very a vanilla. sound. It's a specific okay, but they can sound. still be very vanilla. It, a specific sound, specific sound can be vanilla. Of course it can. But to say that's that they're the Foo Fighters of the punk community—that's they that's are. Silly. That's they silly. are. They absolutely are. Nah. I like I like a lot of Foo Fighters stuff too. So it's not really a knock. I'm just. That's just how it is. No, because I think the Foo Fighters are a bad band. I think they're a bad band that just so happened to write silly. a handful of pretty good, catchy songs. 
but I don't think they were a good band. I think they're a bad band. I think they have a fantastic, one of the best frontmans of all time, and they wrote a handful of fantastic songs. But Pennywise, are, dude, Pennywise are, are leaps and bounds. And Pennywise than the wrote. Fighters will ever be. I mean, Pennywise wrote what? Maybe four or five really amazing songs. Come on. No, they wrote like four or five really amazing albums. Like, what are you talking about here? <laughs> Foo Fighters have not written one good uh, album to date. Okay. All right. All right. Well, whatever. So let, let's get back to straight ahead. Like deliberately trying to piss me off every fucking. No, I'm not. I. You but are. I, what's I, happening here tonight? I truly, I truly believe. I truly you think that they're the Foo how? Fighters of punk. No, they're not. What are you talking about? Because they're so accessible. They're so accessible. And they're they're just so vanilla in their delivery. In every which way, like there's nothing. But if like nobody sounds unique. like Jim, if nobody gives Jim's delivery, like but over still... Fletcher's aggressive riffage, under but it... right Burt McCracken's drumming, like dude, he's like one of my favorite punk drummers because he Burt plays McCracken. the tom so heavy. Like, he know, <laughs> he but knows. There's nothing. Like, nobody sounds like them in any capacity. But nobody sounds like the Offspring. Nobody sounds like the Vandals. Guttermouth. Blink. Yeah, that's why Green they're all Day. great. You're, you're listing great bands. I love bad that. religion. Don't don't say Rancid. Rancid's not a great band. Don't say. Bad but religion. I'm talking about being unique, very unique sounding. Like they're you, extremely. You didn't unique. mention the Foo Fighters though, because Foo Fighters don't have a, a, a unique iconic. They do sound. have a unique sound. Nobody it's really sounds unique. like Dave Grohl. Nobody really sounds like Dave Grohl. Get the fuck out of here. Oh my God! Please, every every Black Keys, Black Lips, Flaming no. Keys sound like them. Flaming Keys. <laughs> <laughs> all uh, but they are the Foo Fighters of Puck. So, um, what's your what's your one B? Greed, dude. Greed is like my favorite Greed, Pennywise opener, song. Huh? I love Greed. Really? Love oh, okay. Greed. All right. Well, Greed is my um, that's my uh, my six B. So, well, great song. Wrong, but it's a great way to start the album because it has the the great palm mutes. It it just it has the just really good typical good Fletcher guitar playing, a lot of riffs, a lot of good riffs. Dude, this this is like that bass part, right? Just just let the single notes ring out while the music chugs along, and you think, okay, this 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 guy's not really doing much, not anything really happening here, but this is classic Pennywise setup. And then it goes yeah, right yeah. into like that bouncing riff. That's just like that's just, that's Pennywise. That is money. And then the mayhem starts. Dude, Byron <laughs> yeah. on the tom or Burt McCracken on the toms here, and like that riff while the guitar slide goes down. Fucking killer, man! Come on, it's killer. Come on. When when the song came on again, I never really made the connection until this week. But it, the the palm muted guitar, the way he's playing, just the he's he's hitting the notes, just the single notes, and it reminds me a lot of our song, the fish soup song that we you and I wrote. Oh yeah. It reminded me a lot of that. I don't know. Maybe go back and listen to it, and you'll kind of. I feel like you, you'll kind of hear it, and kind of just the way it kind of bounces along, kind of like how our song did, or does. I, I don't know. I heard a lot of similarities between the it two. Would, dude, it would make sense. I really, really like. I really like Pennywise. I, I really do. I think they're absolutely amazing. I don't think they're like vanilla. I don't think they're cookie cutter. I think like if anything, they are more iconic than half of the bands that you mentioned earlier because they carved out their own sound that is iconic only to them. Much Absolutely. like every other band that I mentioned. 
But Guttermouth, I love Guttermouth, but they don't have a unique sound aside from Mark. That is it. He's I the see, only I, I disagree reason. with you. I totally no, not at all. The, the revolving door of musicians, the fact that they don't have any really like good, iconic uh, like melodies, riff-wise, instrumental-wise, the only reason like Guttermouth is even, I mean, honestly, and this is like factual, the only reason Guttermouth is a band is because of Mark. He's the only person. Well, true. That's He's it. the only consistent member, yeah. But album to album to album, I mean, much like Pennywise, there's not much difference. There's no there's no difference in Guttermouth songs. They're all the fucking same. True, but you can but when you listen to a Guttermouth record outside of a couple of the records, you can pretty much tell the difference between every song. You can tell when the song goes to the next. Nothing really bleeds together on a Guttermouth album. It's rare when that happens. Well, it's because they're like two two minutes long, and there's fucking like doesn't ten matter. of them on an album. It, doesn't it's matter. Silly. It's doesn't silly. fucking matter. There's, they're all the matter. same. They're all the same. No, no. All right, should we, let's, let's play a little bit of Greed and then we'll get more into it and, and the lyrics and everything. So yeah. here it is uh, from Pennywise. There you go, greed from Pennywise. Some good woes too. We got some good woes. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's such a fast song. What a what a great opener. I, it's a great fucking song. It really is. It's so good. This is this is such an amazing song. This is this is just classic Penny. You you take Jim's voice out entirely, you know this is Pennywise. Yeah, you it's do. hard to argue that. You hard do to argue that. Dude, and then like like towards the end when Jim is just like reading fucking greedy shit, right? While the band provides like the backup vocals. Yeah, Corporate yeah. greed. Like, good God, that is so cool. <laughs> that is just so fucking cool. It's also so cheesy at the same time. Yeah. 
around it's fucking like, men, dude. I know. Unless you're unless you're doing it like in a sarcastic way or clever way, it just sounds so dorky. Like like I've always said, the one guy who's who's always done it so well has been Jello Biafra. His his political lyrics are just I think are the best by far because they're so sarcastic at times and and it's it's awesome. But hearing a band like Pennywise do it, it it comes off really silly. It's because he's so he's so like hard staunch in his in his delivery and aggressive, but the lyrics they're not they're not bad lyrics. They're just they're not uh, they're not deep. Yeah, they're not. I, I was actually kind of expecting deeper lyrics, considering you know a song like "Land of the Free," <laughs> when you have a song like "Fuck Authority." I mean, I, sh- I guess I should have known because that that's a very you know superficial kind of song lyrically, but. But there's even a way just, to, to kind of, more. there's a way to like dance around being direct, but also being just smart about it and, and being like a better lyricist. You can be direct and, and sing a song about fucking authority. Yeah. And that song in itself is, is fine. Like that song is, is great. It's fantastic. It does what it, it, it sets out to do. Everything about it is great. But Greed... I mean, like greed, like lyrically, this is just—it's about fucking greed. It literally just about <laughs> <Yeah>. greed. <laughs> it's very direct. It's aggressive. I don't know. I guess it's speaking to me, the listener, and and I don't know. It's it's just come on, bro. Like and then, like you said, like he's just he's 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 directly just naming all of these obviously greedy things, like corporate greed and American greed. Yeah, come and on, then he, and then he talks about like you know wanting to kick people's asses for for acting like this, for being like this. It's like okay. <laughs> All right, it's yeah. it's kind of tiresome. This is but. this is why this is why skinheads and and fucking drunk marines show up to your shows and fight. <laughs> That's true, yeah. That's true. I've, so I've seen I've seen Pennywise like three times. I seen him at Warp Tour once, and then I seen him at both House of Blueses, House of Blues, House of Blueses, House of Blues. House of, <laughs> how would you say House of Blues? It's, a, it's just House of Blues. But There's like, no I question mark. At, I seen him at both of them though. I. I yeah, the old one. House and the of Blueses. Oh, so it is Blueses. <laughs> but <laughs> you put like a question mark at the end of blueses? it. Blueses, Land of the Free, House of Blueses, and every both of the all... House of Blues. I think you would just say both of the House of Blues. Both of the House of Blues. Or you could just rephrase it and just say, "I saw them at, at the House of Blues." Wait, I. Ah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. So it doesn't I, matter. It doesn't matter. I, I I seen him at Warp Tour, and then I saw him at the Downtown Disney House of Blues, and then the the. The Garden, Garden Walk, Walk House yeah, of Blues, um, mm-hmm. and and all three times in Warp Tour was the biggest shocker because still like there were there were skinheads at the Warp Tour fighting other people and I was like dude, dude this is fucking crazy this is silly boy talk yeah yeah I've only seen them once I saw them at uh, at Warp Tour as well was it the the one that you and I went to we we were at the same one yes but we went separately I went with Taylor and no we Noel. were we, no, we were the, we went together though. Nah, because everybody but else. You guys like, left early. No, no, the, the, no. We we stayed for Pennywise only because I was because she wanted to watch a bunch of the bands from earlier in the day. Yeah, but I was, I there's no fucking way I'm not going to see Pennywise, and so we were at the same show, but we went separately. Okay. Because that show, I spent most of the time in the tent drinking water because it was hot. Was, and, yeah, it was hot uh, as hell. The people I went with were just they were fucking boring. I went in zero pits. <laughs> I did nothing. Uh, that was fun for me. I remember having fun at that show. 
uh, no, they're, Salt they're, Tiger they're, Army, Salt Pennywise. No, yeah, they're they're Bad they're Origin. fine. They're a fine outdoor band, but they 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 hit their stride when they play indoors, especially when they play any of the House of Blueses is in Anaheim. Yes. And the last time I saw them was when they played Full Circle in its entirety at the House of Blues at the Garden Walk Oof. with friend of the pod David. And that was he loves Pennywise. That was that was a stupid show. That was just dumb, dude. That was insane. I bet. That was crazy. What would have been crazier crazy. is if they played all or nothing in its entirety. That would have been crazy. Nobody would have showed up to that show. That would have been crazy though. It would have been crazy. They just did a tour of like their first four albums. Like uh, they played their each one of the albums in their entirety, all sold out within like seconds. Of course it did. Of course it did. Even though even though only one of them is good. Course, because they're because they're a great band, they're an iconic band, they're mainstay in the SoCal punk scene. They they've carved out their own sound, their own fan base. They're good guys. Fletcher's f- something, but everybody likes him except for you for some reason. <laughs> I don't know. That's fine. I do like Pennywise a lot, though. I guess. All right. Uh, so let's see here. I mean, we, we we talked about greed. What what do we? Uh, I guess. Let's see, my my one B was uh, Alien. So then, what's your two B? Everything convince myself. Straight ahead is my, my 2B title track. Of course it is. Of course it is. Suck Let's get it. into that then. That's my 3B. So, As it as it should be. It should be a, a top B. Absolutely. I like the, the hey, hey, hey. Like that's how we <laughs> yeah. go. Like here we go again, dude. Like playing around with like two or three or four power chords. That's all we need. That's all we that's need. Okay. I like it. I like, I like just the groove. I like, I like simplicity. They have a good sound, and I, I dig it. They do, and I mean, like a lot of you know Pennywise songs, they the, some a lot of the songs start out pretty like mid tempo, and then they just kick it kick it into high gear, and just it's fast and everything, and then they'll kind of slow it down. They kind of go back and forth. It's typical cookie cutter Pennywise, and this is one of those. And but it's fucking good, and the woes in the chorus are fucking awesome. The gang vocals, like you said, I I. I I think it's it's fantastic. The cool guitar solo is awesome. It's a killer song, man. Killer Dude, I just I, I love I love singing along to when he says it's your fucking life. <laughs> <laughs> so good. It sounds so dumb. <laughs> he sounds he sounds like so exhausted from trying to spread all the posy vibes. It's your yeah. fucking life, all snotty and fucking teen angsty. Tries to be snotty in his like thirties and shit. <laughs> <laughs> it is really good. Uh, fuck it, let's play a little bit, a little bit of it then, even yeah. though we barely talked about it. So here's uh, here's the title track, oh, fuck, straight ahead from uh, Pennywise. Your 
There you go, straight ahead from Pennywise. I had to play that guitar solo. There you go. I love it. I love that guitar solo. It's so simple. I love it. Great song. Great fucking song. Oh, excuse me. All the things also, you want, all the things you need. The, the verses are so rad, too, because it's just because Fletcher doesn't play anything, so the bass really shines. Oh, yeah. And the, the bass tone on this record is it's fucking killer, man. It's a killer, killer bass tone. Love this song. I like I like the bass tone of this record, and I love I love the drums. I I like I yeah can, yeah. He's he's like one of my favorite punk drummers because of his his like tom usage, and especially in like greed like greed you really hear that boop 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 yeah like that's that's something that's that's kind of like unique and iconic to Pennywise. He does it so goddamn much, and he throws it in so many places that you don't even realize that he's doing it. Until it's already like two minutes in, and and the only other person that that kind of like does a little bit of it is like Smelly, a little bit with the no effect stuff. Like he does it, but he does it in a more pop punky way. Whereas, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas Burt McCracken does it in a very, very much a like aggressive driven punk way. Well, I mean, Pennywise is is a more aggressive band than No Effects is. That's for sure. Yeah, most so, of the time. Yeah, most of the time, and. Honestly, this week I never realized how good of a drummer he is. Like Byron is a fucking great punk drummer, dude. Like he's so, so tight, good. and his fills—I I just never really realized how good of good his fills are. He's a fucking killer drummer, man. I, I was I was really really blown away by him and the bass playing. But I feel like that's always the case whenever we listen to an album that we don't know or that we don't absolutely adore. You and I are always like, dude, the bass player and the drummer are so good. I, mean, I think that's just kind of like our from, thing on Asinine Radio. We've 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 been guitar players for so long. It's just we naturally gravitate towards the guitar, and because we've played for so long, it's easier to pick up on a lot of the nuance of the guitar. Yeah, we've been true. fucking doing it for fifteen plus years now. So like we just more than that, dude. We know what to look for. We know what to listen for. We know like the little tricks. We know what they're doing. We know. The scales we like, we know everything. Yeah, we know yeah. everything. We, we literally know everything. We're the greatest we guitar are, players ever of all time. Yeah, well, I mean, we're top three for sure. Who's like number Bradley one? Bradley Noel Fletcher. Well, Bradley, oh. Bra- of course, Bradley Noel, and then us two after that. Oh, okay, all right, that makes sense. <laughs> Fletcher. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. <laughs> so, uh, oh, so do you want to you want to jump into the lyrics on this one? It's your fucking life. Uh, I don't know. This was, uh, I don't know. He's, he's, he's just taking the aggressive approach to telling us we can do whatever we want in life. Like, like it's a, it's a very, it's a very power, like power of positive thinking thing. Whatever you want to do, you can do it. Just believe in yourself. I think that's the okay. message, but I think yeah. he's just doing it and like, it's your fucking life. Okay. I, I took a little bit more of a negative approach on this one. Like I kind of view this as, him calling out a person who who just blames their problems on everybody else and doesn't take responsibility for themselves 
and it's him calling them out saying, you know, you, you need to change yourself because you're the problem, not everybody else. You need to change your outlook, be more positive. Like him being negative is, is him saying that this other person needs to be more positive. So that, that, that's what I got lyrically on this one. So like we both think it's, it's kind of like a tough love thing. Anyway. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Because yeah. I don't think anything on this album is, is anything but just posy vibes. I agree. I agree. There, there's, I think there's only like, from what I remember right now, there's maybe two songs that are actually about like a breakup with a girl. I thought there's just one, but I'll be fucking damned if there was another one. I think both. I think only one of them was a banger for me, but the other one was just a filler song. Because oh. there are filler songs. There's 17 songs, so there are some fillers. But okay. I don't know. Do we have anything else on Straight Ahead? Nah, no, that's it. All right. So my uh, my three B. Wait, we already did my three. No, no, my three B is um, Victim of Reality. Victim of reality. Okay. No, that's my 2B. I'm sorry. That's my 2B. That's your 2B. I apologize. We're on my 2B. I was confused. Yes. 2B, right. victim of reality. Uh, this is a, this is a single, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like I've heard it. On, I, I used to hear it on K-Rock all the time. But uh, yeah, no, this is just like a bouncy punk song. It starts out with the with just like, you know, the, the bass and snare drum. Dude, it's so good. And then the 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 guitar and bass come in it's just a fucking killer intro to just get you pumped up let's take a ride like that's how <laughs> like that's how you start the song yeah <laughs> like <that's> <laughs> and the way the way they sing the way he sings victim of reality too it's it's such a fun sing along way he, he does it and then the the pick slide back in oh it's so good fucking i thought you would have hated this song because he actually tries to sing here and he's like stretching his vocals Kind of cute. Is. Good job, Jim. He you tries. He tries sometimes. I can't believe this is actually a single. I mean, it, it is poppy, but like you said, his vocals aren't top notch. This is but not Pennywise sounding in the beginning. No, 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 not at all. But it's damn dude, it's so good. It's, yeah, yeah, this like, is one of the I, more pop punk songs on the whole record. Yeah, I, I, I love the riff pattern. Fletcher and Randy, like they note match at mm-hmm. some point, and it's so dope. It's so good. Yeah. And this is a good shout-along song to sing along to. Another classic, because it follows that formula. It's good bouncy shit. It's just, it's, this is Pennywise formula. <laughs> it really is. Where does this sit for uh, as a banger for you? This is my 7B. Dude, another another low banger. This Alien was 7B. low, too. Uh, Alien was four. That's that's low. It should have been one. Dude, 4B, that's, that's top four. That's elite. Well, of course, four. it's top four. Final yeah. four. <laughs> Final <laughs> four. Elite eight. Yeah, Final four. Uh, but no, yeah, Victim of Reality. I, I wonder if they, they, they have to play this song live. It just has to be a staple in their, their set list. Yeah. So, I mean, when I saw them, uh, I remembered them playing Full Circle in its entirety. After it was over, obviously, they played like another 10 songs, and this was one of them, yeah. Was it okay? Yeah, because like, when fuck I authority it was it, all their like their big big singles. Because when I saw them the one time, they I only remember them playing "Fuck Authority" and "Alien." That was it. But who knows? They could have played this one too. Probably. But yeah, this is this is popular. This is a popular one, and I don't care. I don't care if it's a single. It's my two B. That's a good um, song. Longer guitar solo here. I mean, it's still a basic thing that just matches like the pacing of the album and doesn't want to do anything else. But it's it's fine. Does its job. 
Shows up to work on time. I don't think job, you, I don't think home. you like the song. I don't think you like the song, dude. It's a great song. Double time to end the song too. Come on, always great. <laughs> For it's a band so, that already like double times everything. True, true. They really do, that's like that. Yeah, that's their whole their whole structure. Every song. God damn, it's annoying. It's funny it's though. Like even though you and I really like this record a lot, it's funny how little we have to say about it. Like we're not we're not gushing over this because there's not a ton to gush over. Honestly, my only my top four or five songs I will gush over and I will just like I will just I, I will sing its praises to no end. But really Pennywise is a band that can do no wrong because it's all kind of the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I fucking love Pennywise. I love them so much. I think they're so great. And we even talked about how crazy they are, like, live. Oh, yeah. We'll have, we even we'll talked have to about Fletcher. We, like, it's, there's, there's so much. So much to do. Well, so, okay, let, let's do this. Let, let's do this. I'll play this song real quick. Or actually, we'll, we'll jump into the lyrics. I'll play this song real quick. And then we'll get into, like, your your top five. And then, and then we can talk about, you know, the Fletcher stuff. The fighting, the... The getting carjacked, you know, all that good stuff. <laughs> so, uh, so, so, yeah. What do, what do we have lyrically on this one? Oh, I thought I thought you literally just said you were going to play it first. Did you? Well, not I said say lyric. That? I, I said lyric. I said we'll get into the lyrics and then I'll play it. Did you but, really? Yeah, but I mean, I'll play oh. it first. If you no, well, first, you just first. said lyrics. So we'll do lyrics. But okay. I, thought, I thought this one's about Jim just giving us a a dose. Of, every time I say Jim, I think of uh, Krasinski from The Office. I can't I can't <laughs> say Halpert? like somebody? Jim, you mean yeah, Jim, Jim Halpert. Halpert. Yeah, Jim Krasinski <laughs> or John Halpert. <laughs> That's all I think about now. Maybe because I'm rewatching The Office. That's as true. A, and you're a listening to the podcast. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I I thought I thought this was him giving us like a dose of reality. Aha, uh-huh. goofy. But uh, the world is like a gritty place, and and that's something to be aware of, I guess. And that's kind of what he's he's getting at. Yeah, I get is it. That, I, I don't know. I, that's what I got to like talking about like kind of the, the dregs of society and, and just like the shittiness of just big cities in general. And, but I feel like in this song, he takes it from the perspective of that, of that person, like in the streets, like the crazed person in the streets, possibly looking to like beat someone up or kill somebody. So he takes it from a different perspective rather than from the outside. Okay. That's what I got on this one. Damn, son, you really Because I mean, when you look at the title, it's called Victim of Reality. So it's the victim of said reality of being down in the streets, being down in the you know, the nitty gritty of the you know, LA essentially, because LA is a fucking hellhole. But um yeah, I mean, that's so, that's a whole nother fucking topic of, of contention to talk about is is LA in the nineties. The oh yeah. I mean eighties, nineties LA. Dude, is a fu- I mean it's it's still a dump. But 80s, 90s LA was even worse. It was so dangerous. I mean, so it's, fucking it's, dangerous. It's it's not like it's the worst, right? I mean, it's it's like the worst city of all time in the 90s. Yeah, I would. Like, I would. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, we 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 open up the 90s right to Rodney King. Yeah, and then we transition into like the Rampart scandal, the crash unit of LAPD, like the biggest, the the biggest like scandal in United States police history. Yeah. Yeah. And then we like the North Hollywood shooting, like, Holy fuck. And like the late, I the know. late nineties, like Jesus Christ. On top of that, you have all the, you know, the, the major gang violence on top of it. That's being glorified. 
in like the, the North 90s. Hollywood shooting showed LAPD how under-equipped they were to deal with the growing times of I know, isn't that violence? Crazy? And how all that shit was caught on tape, and all that North Hollywood shit was caught caught on tape too. And it only stopped because one of the guys was trying to reload his gun and fucking shot himself in the face, yeah. died. But like, <laughs> LAPD were equipped with with, with nine millimeter pea shooters. These guys yeah. had full body armor, pea shooters, BB guns. Yeah, and then people are wondering why now they're like cops and SWAT are, you know, you know, wearing military fucking, you know, all this body armor and shit. What's well, like, well, when you look at, you know, the the Rodney King riots and then the North Hollywood shootout thing, uh, you know, that's those are big incidences. They, they, we're talking like dozens of cops shooting at one guy, and because of his body armor, these things are just bouncing off him left yeah. and right. And how many he killed? I don't remember how many cops he killed, but killed quite a it few was, and wounded a lot. It was just scary to see a guy that is like is unstoppable. Yeah, he had he had they, they were unstoppable. Of Both of them, they yeah. were fucking unstoppable. That shit was. I I always forget about that. That's that's something that like is never really talked about that often. Because it's it's kind of embarrassing, honestly. Yeah. Like, the reason why it stopped was because one of the guys shot himself in the fucking face. See, I don't remember that. That right. was caught on that. That was from the helicopter. He's he's like walking down the at the um, the sidewalk essentially, and you can see him like messing with his gun, and and then we saw in the academy too. And and uh, I've I've watched this video numerous times. It's, you know, fuck these yeah. guys, assholes. Yeah, and you see this little like dust of cloud out the back of his head because he's fiddling with his gun and it goes off and he shoots himself in the fucking face. How did? Why would he even point the barrel at his as at his head? Because these are these are who cares? These guys are stupid. These are well, yeah, these I know are, they're these are knuckleheads. I mean, yeah, but still, like that's like safety one hundred one. <laughs> Don't look down the barrel of a gun, right? Well, yeah. I, I would think. Apparently not. But and I think the other guy too. The other guy died. He bled out because they shot his legs or something, and they shot his feet underneath a car. Uh huh. Like they just they just couldn't they couldn't keep up like these these guys were equipped with with illegally modified fully automatic <laughs> rifles yeah and then yeah. and, and just dude they had no chance like the cops had no chance the cops got yeah. lucky essentially but yeah this was, this was this was this was this was nineties L A man this was dude like the whole crash rampart scandal like good god just that's insane and then they in the crash rampart stuff like that has supposedly ties to. Like Tupac getting shot, Biggie getting shot. Does like it we're, really? We're talking, yeah. Dude, we're talking LAPD is involved now in like Suge Knight. Like these 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 guys are buddy buddies. Like we we're we're talking now of of a, a, an organization, a, a city organization, getting involved with entertainment with gangs because they mm-hmm. for sure were involved with gangs. That is no doubt about it. But now we're talking about the LAPD either doing the deed. Or hiring people that will have being will have shot like Shig, or uh, Biggie, that will have shot like Tupac. Shit, a lot of conspiracies here. Good hmm. stuff. It's fun. I, did, I didn't know that. Oh, and, and kind of kind of piggybacking off of you know the the craziness of of L.A. in the '90s. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you knew, but like two weeks ago was the 30th anniversary of the Rodney King riots and all that yeah. shit that went down. And there's this this guy I listened to on the radio or. I podcast him and he was um he was he's been in a few wars over the decades and he was also part of the Rodney King riots he was part of the the military or the National Guard at the time and he was part of that and so he was at the riots and he was he was talking about on the radio show that 
when he when everybody showed up to go you know be dispatched out or whatever is sent out they were only given two uh two magazines of ammo and each magazine wasn't even fully fully filled i think it was like maybe the magazines held 16 16 bullets but i think it was only like filled each one of one of them was only filled with eight like they were half and half and that's all that they were given for their for their rifles and then what ended up happening was like the staff sergeant or whatever was like you know fuck this we're gonna go to big five and we're gonna buy all the fucking ammo at big five in burbank because you guys are severely under equipped but that's all the the government was offering that was giving them because of like legislative shit and like and just political bullshit that's all that they were given so they essentially defied orders and went to like local big fives and and shit like that and ammo stores and bought a bunch of extra ammunition because they were given so little it's fucking wild dude it's fucking wild because nobody fucking knew that things could get so out of hand yeah Nobody fucking, fucking knew that did. It was like so four days. What? Four days? Three days of just it was, anarchy. It was, I think it was like six or seven days. But was yeah, it, it was. It was yeah. It was like pure anarchy. I mean, that's that's scary, dude. Like actually, like, dude, just think of almost a week of just one hundred percent. You were on your own. Yeah, yeah. On your own. It's fucking insane. It's frightening. Yeah. Obviously, the the shit that happened to Rodney King was terrible. It should have never happened, but the response to it was was unreal. It's some shit we haven't seen in the United States probably since like the eighteen hundreds, really, when you think about it. There was nothing there's never never been anything like that in modern history. I mean, not even the Watts riots were that bad, I don't think, in the seventies, right? I could be mistaken. No, I'm I, I mean i I think the nineties was, was arguably like the worst year or the worst decade Los Angeles has ever seen. Yeah, and you know, it's just like the more the more you get into like the Rampart scandal, yeah, and the, and the more you see like like these police officers who were implicated, and, and I don't think anybody went to jail. People were fired or put on probation, but I don't think anyone went to jail. God forbid. But like you see these police officers who who are like gang members. They're part of the fucking Bloods. Mm-hmm. Like they have ties to Death Row Records. They are being paid or paying Suge Knight to do things. Like the this is. Nuts. This is the police force. This is, besides like NYPD, this is this is the 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 biggest and most respectable police force in the United States. Yeah, and they're fucking they're all corrupt. <laughs> fucking wild, dude. <laughs> it's fucking, it's fucking wild. wild. There's a movie. Oh, there, there, really there's is. a movie. <laughs> but like the LAPD is no no. I mean, any big police force, any big anything is is going to be. Susceptible to corruption. Oh, absolutely. LAPD is no no different. They've, it's been happening since the early 1900s. Yeah, since the beginning. It, there's always corruption in in everything. Always and gonna in, be in, in, Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is Los Angeles in the 90s. So here we go. We'll come full circle. Huh? Back to full Pennywise. Circle. There we go. Yeah, there we go. And so, like Pennywise in the 90s. I mean, they're from they're from L.A. They're from you know they're from Manhattan Beach, but yeah, yeah it's yeah, essentially. Yeah. They're from it's, the nice part of L.A., but yeah, they're from L.A. It's, it's the nice beach city of L.A. That's, let's just they say see that. it. They see it. They're around it, especially being in like the punk scene and, and growing up in the punk scene in the 80s, right, and into the early 90s. Like these guys, these guys are getting treated like criminals. I mean, Black yeah. Flag, for a long time, they people thought they were fucking a, a front for, for selling drugs for a cartel. Yeah. Well, I, all think, these, all these, 
I think band I think cities in the like beach cities in the seventies and eighties, especially like Manhattan Beach, they weren't like a nice city like they are now. Like nowadays, you know, houses in Manhattan Beach are going for at least at least a million dollars. Like that's conservative. A conservative amount. But, you know, back in the eighties, you know, Manhattan Beach I don't think was that great of a city. It was pretty I don't think it was great, slummy. but I, I mean I, I don't I don't know. I wasn't there. I not a whole lot. I've read about it. I don't think it was great, but I still don't think it was it was like inner city LA. Well, no, no, of course not. No, 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 not not anything close to inner city LA. East but yeah, LA, you're right. It was like it wasn't it didn't no fucking it was no picnic. Yeah, but it's even like, you know, Long Beach and or and Huntington Beach and you know, things like that. Those cities weren't, you know, high-end places back in the 70s and 80s. They were still very cheap. Nobody wanted to live near the beach back then. That's that's shit that didn't come into fruition until the nineties, really, where everybody was, was like, "Oh, we should all live at the beach now. We should all live next to the ocean, get oceanfront par- property." But back in yeah, the sixties, seventies, and eighties, yeah, sixties, seventies, and eighties, man, living the, living near the beach was not a, an ideal place to live. So, I don't know. Whatever. This yeah, is whatever. this is like so. This is so extremely, you know, geographical and something that. Anybody who's never been to Orange County or L.A. have no idea what the fuck we're talking about. No way, because like, if you're talking about shit from Montana, right, the mm-hmm. biggest corruption in Montana, who the fuck cares? Like, the biggest corruption in Montana, it affects X amount of people. The Rampart scandals, the Rodney King riots, these, yeah. are, these are things that affect not just Californians, not just Americans, but this is a global thing. And we're talking like, like, like these are... These are changes to how how like the race relations are are being are being talked about are being handled, like these are big big steps on worldwide race relations. The Rodney King riots, even yeah. like the crash and Rampart scandal, we now realize that we cannot trust our government entirely, and that's like what Pennywise is fucking preaching here: is we cannot trust our government entirely. Don't know why we ever have. Should true, never. True. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So, um. Since we're all a victim of reality, let's uh, let's play a little bit of uh, the song from Pennywise. Here we go. Yeah. 
There you go, victim of reality from Pennywise. Great fucking song, man. Great song. From the Pennywises. From the Pennywises. <laughs> so, uh, so what else you got banger wise on this on this album? Oh, I gotta uh, highlight this one in red, so I know I already talked about it. Mm. So yeah, my three B. Yeah, we haven't talked about my three B yet. My three B is uh, my own country. Really? That's not yeah. even a B for me. That's because you're stupid. Um, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> All right, what do you got? How is this not one? a B for you? What? I don't know. It just it it has that. It starts with that cool baseline and everything, but uh, said that it's, the chicka chickies here are slower and more in like the pinch harmonic type category, and then like the let's go, let's go, like come on, it's good, but yeah, it's just. It's, not a big the, the US of me and then the backup aggressive US of me. <laughs> like, dude, this is cookie cutter Pennywise. There's no reason it's not it a is. B for you. It is. Honestly, I, there's no reason. So, you didn't make any sort of connection to Guttermouth with this song at all? What song? Big Pink Dress from, from Musical Monkey. The bass, no. line, the bass line sounds a lot like Big Pink Dress. Kind of the, 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 the cadence of the song. That that dun 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 dun. I mean, it's not identical, <laughs> but there's a lot of like. I mean, I, I hear it now. Similarities. They're very similar. Very okay. very similar. I didn't realize it until this week. I'm like, dude, this is this is a lot like Big Pink Dress. The baseline, everything, man. But it, I, I mean, I, mean, I still, I, I think it's awesome. I like it. I like that. Yeah. I, I great gutter mouth song. Great Pennywise song. Okay, that's that's right. <laughs> Damn, my own country's so good. <laughs> it is, and that the I really what I really like too on this song is the uh, that that kind of drum shuffle he does in the chorus. I think it's like a a drum shuffle. I don't know, but he does something different that I've never really heard him do Byron do before. But it's uh, it it just adds something really cool to the to the chorus. Just playing in that. This like there's just a lot of cool words he throws out, right? Yeah, like just like just say these words and they're cool. A citizen who's really pissed, united anarchists. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a oh, vandal's this is line. So cool. That sounds like a vandal's line. <laughs> <laughs> give give me death or liberty. I am my own country. Fuck eh. it, I'm in my own country. United <laughs> States Confederate of me. This, so like, if the vandals had had sung this song with these lyrics. The way God, Dave this does sound like a vandal song, honestly. The, the way Dave would have sung it would have been like very tongue in cheek and sarcastic, and it would have given it an entirely different feel. But because Jim is so serious and has no person, no no sense of humor at all, it it's just it. I don't want to say it kills the song lyrically, but yeah, it's just it's kind of it's kind of silly. But now, damn, dude, now that you said that, this would be a fucking fantastic vandal song. It would be right. Yeah, this would be a really good Vandal song. Dude, his voice would be so good on this record, on this on this song. And it, what's Just, even crazier, which we haven't talked about, after the first Pennywise record came out, Jim quit the band and Dave Quackenbush replaced yeah. him. And they yeah. he toured he toured with Pennywise for the rest of that tour or for like one tour, and then Jim eventually came back and then obviously Dave went back to the Vandals. But yeah, that's crazy. It's wild, man. It's fucking wild. That is wild. You like, I mean. Pennywise is no is, is no, I don't know, nothing crazy, nothing 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 iconically uh, complex, but replacing Jim's tough. Honestly, replacing Jim is tough. Yeah, yeah. I can't imagine 
<laughs> Can you imagine, imagine Dave Dave doing a record? He can't be serious. No, Dave, it's impossible for him to be to, for him to be serious, and that's the genius they're... behind him and the Vandals. The Vandals are so like the Vandals are are one of the most underrated bands of all time. I would and love I, to hear. I would uh, love to hear Dave Dubro him. I wonder if they ever did. I didn't even think of looking up any live I didn't, footage. Not until now either. Like yeah. I would, I would love to see him do bro him. There's no way he could do bro him, and it'd be serious. There's no fucking way. I mean, <laughs> they, they <laughs> I just, I can't imagine it. There's going no going from Pizza Train to to fucking bro him, it just makes no fucking sense. Like it went the. I don't know, man. I I love the Vandals. I mean, Pennywise is—they—they they have like an image. They have a, a like their low hats. You know, Fletcher's got those glasses that he always look like goggles. Yeah, like they—they they have an image. I mean, they always wear black. black. Always wear jeans. So, Pennywise is Pennywise. Yeah, I know. I know. It is what it is. Well, first things no. first. My own country, man. Come on, this is this well, is minimum. Let's let's play minimum a little bit of it, and then people listening. Can make you the, don't have to play the gutter it. mouth. You fucking hate it. You think it's no, terrible. I, no, I want to play. I want to play it now. So here it is, my own country from uh, the Vandals. There you go, my own country from Pennywise. It's just the one bar. It's just a din 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 din. Yeah, it just doesn't You're have expecting that. You're expecting go din 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 din. It's that high note. It doesn't have that he doesn't have. But God, every- that song is so fucking funny. I'm just thinking about it. <laughs> when I was listening to it right now, I kept singing like, "How about we sixty-nine? Me again? Message to convey." I'm so confused. What's the lose? I think I might turn gay. gay. (laughs) My bitch left. She said, stick it in your rear. Dude, that song is fucking nuts. Yeah. That's a good song. And then anytime Jim says anarchy in here, I just think of of the Vandals, too. Like, just the way he he says anarchy reminds me of the way Dave would say say that word as well. And just, this song is so ridiculous. Unless you're a true anarchist and you're like throwing fucking Molotov cocktails at buildings and and <laughs> blowing up cars, I think using the word anarchy is just it's cliche. It's kind of weak. 
And so when it the is. Vandals use the word anarchy, it's 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 silly. Yeah, it's yeah, silly, yeah. and that's how they get around that. Where Jim's is he's a citizen who's really pissed. United anarchists. It's like, come on, bro. Like, <laughs> it sounds so cheesy. Come on. Like, what do you what do you really? Come on. What are you doing? I know. I don't care. Oh, it's fun. Good stuff. Yeah. I no, I, I enjoyed this one. I enjoyed this one. So, uh, what do you got for your 4B then? Or should we talk about Fletcher? What do you want to do? Uh, my 4B was Alien. Okay. Every okay. day convince myself of everything I can. I can't believe. I'm but you can talk about Fletcher. Confused. What? We can talk about Fletcher because Fletcher's, uh, Fletcher's uh, probably the most interesting person. Absolutely. He's um, six foot five. 300 plus pounds, a very, very big man. Um, Fucking huge. I've never, any anytime I've seen him in pictures, videos, or anything, he is the biggest person in the room, by far. Yeah, and he knows <laughs> it. Yeah. And and the dude likes to drink. He loves to drink, and he loves to get plastered, blackout drunk, and fight, and um, cause a ruckus. And it leads yeah, to Yeah, cause some... a ruckus is definitely like the best way to put it. <laughs> I mean, I didn't watch as many videos as you, but you sent me some good stuff today. And, dude, I was laughing so fucking hard. When yeah, trashed... so like... Yeah, yeah, get into it. You get into it. The, the, like the most iconic one, the one that like I've seen just a hundred times over the over the past ten years is is the, the no effects um, Fletcher just... <laughs> Fletcher just taking on everybody, and he comes out during a theme from a No Effects album. Yeah, the professional punkers, we come from a summer, and then he comes out and he literally just starts taking people's guitars. Like he's he's he. I think he snatches. He snatches. I think Mike's he snatches bass. Mike's bass. Yeah, yeah. yeah, just right from his fucking hand. And then I and, and then I I think Hefe just disappears. Like I don't in that video I don't see him anywhere. I think he just like left the stage completely. And then Melvin's the only Melvin and Smelly are the only ones playing. Because I think, yeah. well, I, Melvin and Fat Mike are not scared of anybody, like ever, because they just getting their ass kicked is just is part of life at this point. Yeah, yeah. and and Smelly same way. The Smelly doesn't care either way. But I think Hefe probably does not want to get stepped on by Fletcher, so that's probably <laughs> why he leaves. Yeah. But yeah, dude, Fletcher. I mean, like, dude, he's like you said, he's six five, three hundred plus pounds. Yeah, this is this is a professional wrestler we're talking about here. And and when you're when you're that drunk. Like you don't understand boundaries. Like you're, you everybody around you should be afraid, because you're. It's just you're like a fucking bulldozer. Yeah, you don't understand <laughs> boundaries, and you're unpredictable. So, so like if you're if you're going to take somebody down, you can kind of see where they're looking, and and I, I you know, you you can read people when they're not drunk. When you're that fucking drunk to where you can barely walk, like that's it's dangerous stuff. And No Effects is one of the few bands that could like pull this off pretty well and make it be fucking great. And they do. Like it, it turns yeah. into actually like a really, really cool fucking thing. Because like Fat Mike's always drunk all the time anyway. So who cares? Yeah. yeah. Who cares if somebody else crashes your show? But eventually Fletcher like throws Fat Mike into the drum set. <laughs> and then Fat Mike gets up. And as as he's getting up, Fletcher tries to grab him, misses, and then falls into the drum set <laughs> and knocks everything over. <laughs> I know. Just fucking knocks everything over. And then he like rolls around on top of like the toms and the snare and just fucking everything up. Dude, just and a then, fucking mess. And then everybody's trying to get him back up and nobody can lift him up. 
And like no, he, no, and he's like completely, he's completely dead weight. You could totally tell. Like he's not even trying to get back up. But people <laughs> are trying to like. You, there's even one point where you see I forgot the guy's name. One of the roadies for no effects. He's like trying to like tickle him and like like push on his stomach or his side. But Fletcher's like not even reacting. You know, it's so fucking funny, man. Yeah, it's it's so funny. And this is not like the first time or last time that he's done this. And Fletcher's yeah. just a guy. Dude, it's be that big and get that drunk. Like you get to drink so you get to much, drink a lot, yeah. Dude, just imagine like he's six five, three hundred plus fucking pounds. Like how much is he drinking? I know, I know. <laughs> oh my god! And people just accept it. That that's the crazy thing too. It's like, oh fuck, here comes Fletcher. Let's just prepare for the worst. And like they don't even try to stop him. They just kind of let him do his thing until he falls on the ground. They're like, okay, we got to get you up. But they kind of yeah. let him just do whatever he wants. It's fucking. What, what do you? You can't do anything. Yeah, you can't stop him. He's a fucking wall. He's a bulldozer. You you hope that he's having a good time, and you hope <laughs> that he doesn't want to fight somebody. Yeah, you you just don't want to piss him off. You know that's what it. It's like it's like in Blazing Saddles when uh when when Mongo comes to town. Yeah, and then and then Gene Wilder tells tells the sheriff like, no, don't don't take your guns. That'll just make him more. That'll just make him mad. Yeah, he's gonna, he's gonna anger him, upset him. Yeah, <laughs> he's like the Mongo of of punk shows. Dude, Fletcher told this. Uh, I was watching like I was watching a bunch of just interviews and stuff, and 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 in the Nardwar thing that he did with Fletcher too, that was super fucking funny mm-hmm. because there was a, a magazine. I don't know what the fuck it was. There was some magazine from the nineties, and and Nardwar pulled it up and said, "Hey, look at this is a, a magazine that says how to play punk rock music featuring Good Charlotte." And then Pennywise and like two other bands, and Fletcher just laughed and he, he said, "So like, do you know how to play punk rock music?" And he's like, "I guess I know how to fucking play punk rock music." So Nardwar gave him a little pin, and it said, "Ask me how to play punk rock," and he put it on. He thought it was really funny. I'm like, "That's oh, that's, that's so, so cool. great. I that's love awesome. Nardwar. I fucking." But then I was, love I was watching this other one where Fletcher talked about when he was like 16 or 17, he was at a party and Henry Rollins was there. Mm. And Henry Rollins like thought Fletcher was talking shit or something. Mind you, he's sixteen, seventy. He's still like a six foot one, huge ass kid. <laughs> yeah. And so Henry Rollins like thought he was he did something to piss him off. Fletcher said. And next thing Fletcher knows, like Henry Rollins is on his back, like hitting him in the back of the head with a microphone. What the fuck? And of course. And and and, and then was Fletcher that says, a Black like, Flag show or? It was at some house party. He said. Oh, what the fuck. And Fletcher said he was so fucked up on mushrooms that he didn't really know what was going on. And so he kind of turned around, saw that it was Henry Rollins, and decided to jump out a window to avoid, like, all <laughs> contact whatsoever. And then, like, this was, like, many, many decades later. And he says, so I owe, I owe Henry Rollins a punch in the mouth. Or he said, I, I owe Henry Rollins a punch, or I, I owe him a brawl, <laughs> or a punch in the face, or something like that. Yeah. He's like, God damn, dude. This guy just, this guy's just all nuts, about, dude. like, the life. He's all about the life. Yeah. Straight up, <laughs> and dude, his like because he is such a big guy too. Like his guitars look so tiny on him. Like he's not he's not like a really fat guy. He's just like just solid, a solid big guy. And dude, yeah, his guitars look like fucking toys when he plays them. But and then the uh, the uh, love line incident. Yes, yes, the love line, right? So you, you can you can go I don't know how I got there but I think I just followed the Wikipedia links but you can go to the Loveline archive and listen to the entire like hour and 20 minute thing of Loveline 
but they had Pennywise on Loveline. <laughs> it was already kind of weird. I think it was just Jim but, and Fletcher, right? I don't think it was the whole band. I think there was three of them there. Was there? Okay. Because when I was listening, I heard five voices, or at least three voices I didn't recognize, because I don't really know what Jim and Fletcher sound like as much as I do uh, Dr. Drew and... And Corolla. Adam Corolla, yeah. So, so, but like you can hear Fletcher... I mean, I, I didn't listen to the whole thing. I skipped like every five minutes. And there's a lot of ads too, a lot of ad, a lot of like um, ad spots, and then they play mm-hmm. a lot of music. So I was skipping around, but you can hear Fletcher get like progressively more and more drunk and more aggressive. And it starts off as just kind of like a fun thing, but in the very beginning, like Adam Carolla talks about how like Fletcher is no because Fletcher wasn't even in the room at the time of the introductions. He was in the bathroom mm-hmm. and they were they were they were like kind of they were saying, What do you think he's doing in the bathroom? Do you think he's like barfing up all the all the booze he's already drank? Do you think he's drinking <laughs> more booze? Do you think he's taking drugs? Should we be worried? What's going on? Yeah. And then he comes in and he's already you can tell he's already kind of drunk. He's already he's already buzzed, but like he gets aggressive and he gets like he gets pretty like handsy, dude. He gets pretty handsy where he's like threatening specifically. He's saying, I'm going to do this to you if you do not do this. And he's a big guy. And yeah. like none of these guys are fighters. Except for Jim. I think Jim's probably the only guy that would that wouldn't that wouldn't be opposed to taking on Fletcher. Like he's the only ne- one that can tame Fletcher. Right. <laughs> I've never seen <laughs> I've never seen anything where, where where they fought, where they've talked about fighting. I mean, obviously Fletcher's gonna demolish anybody in his path. Yeah, but I I think Jim could like reel him in a little bit. But that's some <laughs> scary shit, man. That's some scary shit, especially for somebody like Doctor Drew and Adam Carolla. These guys are not fighters. No, not at all. Not and they're this, like yeah, and so for passive. Like this huge fucking punker, dude. For this huge punker that has been beaten on the back of the head by Rollins, that has jumped into the stands of of numerous punk shows. <laughs> to block the door, to be super fucking drunk, and to threaten shitting in his hand and making Adam Crowley eat it before yeah. they leave, like that's, that's and then, scary. And then didn't he didn't he say that he had a he had a hand grenade? Yeah, well, yeah. There was <laughs> like, there was something. He had like a grenade or like a, a he had something in his pocket. Yeah. He was talking about, and, and it got to the, the point where like they had to they had to call the police just because you know they're filming this and stuff and the other people are listening, so he had to call the police. But this is all just—he was just super fucking drunk. Yeah. No, nobody filed charges either. It was no. It was fucking wild, man. I, d- I didn't wild. listen to the interview, but from what I was reading about it, yeah, it was. Um, it's cool, man. Because I've I've never, I've never like been on this end of of listening to somebody get progressively more and more drunk and more hostile. Yeah. And it's uh, it's it was scary. <laughs> It's so funny huge. too, because like people people speak so highly of Fletcher. Like they're like, yeah, you don't want to fuck with him, but he's such a nice guy. Yeah, Just he's like, super nice. Yeah. And 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 from everything I've heard too, like he, if you're friends with him, like he's got your back. Like you don't fuck with any of his friends because he will fucking beat the shit out of you. <laughs> Which is like, dude. I mean, it's just like, I don't know. I I hear so many positive things about Fletcher, but oh, and then and then. We got to talk about the carjacking. We, oh God! We, we've so talked about good. it on the pod before, but this is like maybe seven, ten years ago. There was like a high speed chase here in in L.A. or somewhere, and um, the guy the guy who was who was leading the cops on he ended up breaking down or crashing the car, and he got out of got out of his out of the car, and he ran to go like you know carjack somebody's car and and steal theirs, and it just randomly happened to be Fletcher. 
from Pennywise. <laughs> and the guy tried to open the door and then like looked at who it was and they're like, nope. And then they just fucking took off to another car because Fletcher was, I mean, because yeah, it was just kill like, him. why would you want to fuck? Yeah, Fletcher would fucking kill He'd you. Fucking kill him. But yeah, you, you could see the guy like trying to get in. And then obviously the person inside was like, fuck you. And then the guy just like gave up and like ran to another car. But yeah. this is this this happened for sure in our pod days because we talked about it on the pod. Was it was it that recent? Okay. Yeah. So this had to have been within the no last five than, years, six years. Yeah, within the last five years, six years tops. But yeah, the guy got a flat tire. Mm-hmm. And Fletcher, like Fletcher said he looked in his fucking rearview mirror, he sees this guy, and then like a bunch of police cars behind him. So he decides he's gonna make a little U-turn and and like go the other way and then let the police pass. But his truck's so fucking big that he couldn't make the U-turn, <laughs> so he had to stop, put it in reverse, and back up and do like a three-point turn. Well, in the middle of that, this guy like like with his flat tire, I think it was like a Mini Cooper, some dumb fucking car, mm-hmm. gets out, runs over to Fletcher's car, and the way Fletcher tells the story is, he said, we made eye contact, and the guy kind of like looked at my eyes, and I told him with my eyeballs, like, don't fucking get in my car. And the guy turned around and went away. But you can see it. Yeah, like, yeah. This yeah. is one of those things where people say, like, picks or didn't happen, right? You, yeah. There is fucking video of this guy going to Fletcher's car and making a, a complete 180 and going the other way. Yeah, it's fucking so Like, funny, this dude. fucking happened. Oh, it's so crazy. fucking funny. Of all, of all the, like, the rock stars or people to happen, to for this to happen to, fucking Fletcher. I'll kill you. You're dead. <laughs> And then you are dead. One other thing I, I really wanted to mention was was another video you sent me today of the TSOL set oh, and yeah. Fletcher fucking I dude this was like not like I was I was a little bit nervous and Fletcher goes and fucking I mean he's kind of like drunkenly running or like walking around the stage but then he goes and tackles I forgot the singer's name of TSOL but he goes up and tackles him off of the stage and they both go head first off of the stage into the ground. Like, dude, that could have, like, fucking broken both of their necks. Yeah. Like, it was a gnarly tackle. It was. I was really shocked that they both came out of that with no no injuries because it was fucking nuts. And this is, I mean, this is TSOL. So they're not, they're not Pennywise. They're older. This mm-hmm. is a band. I mean, TSOL is another band that, that, I mean, they're from the SoCal area. I think they're also from some beach in, in the Los Angeles area. Yeah, I think so, yeah. But but they're they're attributed to like the hardcore punk scene, but like and early, been early hardcore, yeah, like in the late seventies. So they're they're a band that that like Pennywise drew inspiration from. Like had it not been for TSOL, Black Flag, there would be no Pennywise. And yeah, so I, I mean, they, yeah, they're from Long Beach. They formed in nineteen seventy eight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I just, but like you're right. But so like these guys are older, so they're probably you know fifties. They get they got Fletcher's, at least they got at least 10, maybe forties at least ten or fifteen years on on the on Fletcher, and like the way he tackled him was was the way you tackle somebody you don't like. Yeah, it was like and, a football tackle, and like Fletcher has mad respect for TSOL, and Pennywise has mad respect for TSOL. I've never I never I never listened to a lot of TSOL. I've I never I never to. really liked. I mean, I've heard stuff from them, but I've never listened to enough of it to where I wanted to listen to an entire record. They're whatever. I think, I think I probably will now. Just to, I don't know, just really. It's so Cal Punksy, man. Like me, I don't yeah, know. I know. I feel they, like they, I feel like they, I feel like it's so our due diligence to to talk about it to get into it at some point. Yeah, I mean, it, it's so weird because like you like we said earlier, you and I grew up so much on '90s punk, 
especially skate punk and going back to a lot of the hardcore and, and late and 70s punk it's sometimes really hard to do because we're i think we were like so spoiled by how good 90s punk was to where sometimes we hear like some stuff that's so iconic and we're like really this is this is it that's all we get like when we go back and listen to sex pistols especially it's like this is what everybody raves about it's garbage garbage but anyway that's pretty pretty garbage yeah it's pretty bad oh and then oh, dude another another thing you sent me like you sent me a bunch of like three different videos right before we started the pod another one was i think it was strung out you said right Oh, it was a strung out show. So, like, Pennywise wasn't even playing the show. It was a strung out show, and there was some band I'd never heard of. Like, I think it was called the Sheds. Mm, I think, yeah, I and and but it was at the House of Blues in Anaheim at, at the uh, Downtown Disney. Yeah, the old one. And and uh, dude, the House of Blues at Downtown Disney had no <laughs> business being at Downtown Disney. First of all, yeah, like true. I don't know if you remember, but like when that place first opened, somebody got stabbed. Like somebody got fucking really? stabbed, like almost opening night. Yeah. Jesus Christ. And then and then ever since then there was always talks of like, should this place even be here? Is this too rowdy for downtown Disney? And it was too rowdy for downtown Disney. That's why they moved it. Yeah. The place that's had why no Blood business. Out, that's being why Bloodhound Gang got banned from downtown Disney. Or did banned but, from House of Blues. But that place had no business even being there. Like, mm-hmm. come on. Who who okayed that? Who thought that was like like age appropriate? That's true, silly. True. True. But yeah, so so this is a, a, a what the fuck did I say? Downtown Disney, House of Blues, well, Strung Out band? Show. The oh, Strung Out Show. A Strung yeah. Out Show, the band called The Sheds. Fletcher comes out. I mean, the band's just like, oh, fuck. Here we go. <laughs> and then this other little guy runs out, and Fletcher grabs this kid like by his torso, flips him sideways, it's and then so weird, proceeds dude. to like grab him by his ankle and his arm, like his bicep, and he's twirling him around like you would like like that... that like, a cartoon character yeah, grabbing like, a girl by the pigtails, right? It was you like a cartoon. It's some shit I never, I've never seen in real life unless it was like a, <laughs> either a cartoon or like a circus act. Like it's some shit you would never see in real life. A grown adult grabs another grown adult, swings him around in a circle, and throws him into the crowd. Like not 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 just once, but like three times, he spins him around and then throws him into the crowd, and then. Fletcher himself jumps stage dives into the crowd and then you see when he lands like all this group of group of people just like fall to the ground. They they, they try to catch him. They tried, yeah. But he's three hundred plus pounds. Yeah. Dude, it's so dropping a mini cooper on a bunch of people. What are you gonna do? Dude, I was I that was so funny when I saw him pick up that guy, (laughs) another grown ass man, and fucking swing him around like that, like a doll. And you notice like every video every video I sent you, he wore he wears the same thing. It's the hat the goggle glasses, yeah. jeans, and a black shirt. Black shirt, yeah. Every, every single video. Yeah, every time. <laughs> it's so fucking crazy. So crazy. All right. So, good. so do we have anything else on Fletcher on this album or anything like that? No, that's uh. That's, uh let's see. How many, any more good good bees I wanna I wanna get into here? I mean, there's some other good stuff, but I mean, you know, a lot of it's the same. It's good, it's great, but we're just like, I feel like we'd just be touching upon a lot of the same stuff. You're right. There's, there, I, I mean, I have a lot of notes here, but nothing here is, is, is very, like, I need to talk about this. It's all just variations of the Pennywise formula. Yeah. It's like, oh, in, in this chorus, they did what they did on, they, they did what they did on the yeah. other verse, and it's like, yeah. 
It's yeah, I mean, really, that's that's about it. I don't, I don't really have nothing else. I I couldn't find who did the the cover art of this. I I tried to look, but I didn't, I didn't find that. Yeah, I did, I did a little bit of research too, and I didn't look too far into it. But yeah, I couldn't find much. But it, I don't think any of their artwork is very crazy good. It's fine, but a lot of it I is mean, just like, I don't know. It's either the their logo. logo. It's yeah. either the the logo or it's like a a picture of you know some scene of like I don't know a riot or something. I mean, you you have like a much better, um, a much nicer opinion. Their, their artwork is shit. Their cover yeah. art is garbage. They've never had a good cover art. Like it's always terrible. Yeah. Like to yeah. to to reuse a logo, I like. I like I like I like them doing that. That's fun, I guess. I think their logo is fine. I don't think it's anything great. Oh, I I think that. I mean, dude, it's a logo. It does its purpose. It did that. You you see it and like, oh yeah, I know what that is. Yeah, true, true. It serves a purpose. All right. So then, uh, so then let's wrap it up. Let's give our final thoughts, and then wrap we'll um, we'll rate this record uh, based off of our world famous three point rating system, where three is a perfect album. Two is a good album you're going to continue to listen to. One is a bad album, but give it a shot. And zero is the worst thing you've ever heard. So, uh, so what do you got? Go. So I will say that this this was a this was a late a late addition. We were going to do Lily Allen mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because um, I don't know. I thought that would be fun. And when her album uh, All Right Still came out, that was like right after high school. And I don't know how, why, where I heard it, but I bought that shit like the day it came out. (laughs) And I loved it. I absolutely loved the album so much. I thought it was so good. But I not I like honestly I'd not listened to it in like fucking ten years. Outside of like Smile Mm -hmm. and some of the other singles that she's had since then. So we're gonna do Lily Allen. And then uh I listened to it. (laughs) It's not very good. Did you listen to her second record as well? No, I didn't get that far. Just just that one. Her second record is much, much better than the first. Oh, perfect. Yeah. But even still, it's like, uh, I don't know if we should have done it. I'm kind of glad we didn't do it. But yeah, the second record. Because like the first one is very, very reggae focused. And like, that's why I bought it when it came out. Because like, besides Smile, like everything is very, very kind of like reggae focused. It's pop for sure, first and foremost. But it's very reggae. There's a lot of R&B in there. And like that's why that's why I gravitated towards it when it came out, but like listening to it this week was just like, dude, this is so processed. This is so it was just boring. If if they had like, I don't know, if if it was a a band like the Upsetters is backing Lily Allen doing this, like that is one thing. Yeah, but I'm sure there's a lot of live people doing these songs, but it just sounds like it's all run through a computer, and and I just didn't want to do it. Didn't care. So sorry, Lily Allen. Yeah, we were supposed to do we, it. But, yeah. We skipped you. You got skipped. You suck. Um, but yeah. So like, final thoughts on Pennywise and the album. Straight ahead. Uh, this is this is my favorite album. Like I said, by Pennywise. I think this is I think this is fantastic. I love Pennywise. I think they're iconic. I think they are. I think they're up there, dude. Like honestly, I think they are up there in like one of the most iconic, important punk bands of the '90s and the scene. I think they're great. I think they're better than Bad Religion, hands over, hand over foot Oof. for sure. 
That's just silly boy talk. Besides vandals and gutter mouth and no effects, they're the best. They oh, are the best. Okay. But even Pennywise at their best are better than no effects at their best. And I will say oh, no, that. no, 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 no. Straight no, no. up. That's Pennywise at their best are better than no effects at their best. Pennywise at their best are better than Guttermouth at their best. So you probably you probably fell on your head maybe six or seven times today because that's really stupid. That's Dude, very No Effects stupid. is a pop punk band mask as a as a cheesy punk outfit. Who gives they're a fuck? Great. They're fine. They're fucking it's, so it's much good. better than Pennywise. So much nah, better than Pennywise. Pennywise's best Pennywise's best five songs are better than No Effects's best five songs. No, that's stupid. Fact. Straight Fact. fucking stupid. Anyway, they have a uh, they have a I, I don't know man they have a nice spot in my heart and I I will I will I'll dude I'll die for him I will not really but <laughs> you'll die I for really Fletcher. love Pennywise I will die for Fletcher <laughs> sing it Fletcher <laughs> he's the only interesting one in this band the band's cool man like the band just puts on a great show they like Jim as much as you think he's boring and and whatever dude's a nice guy no, I'm loves sure he's the fans. Great, yeah. I mean, like, dude, they close their show with Broham. Obviously, they're gonna close the show with Broham. They invite people to come on stage. You know, as long as you're respectful, like, yeah, he don't give yeah. a fuck. He'll give you the mic. He'll put his arm around you. But then, like, how many bands do that? Also, if if you if you start to cause a scene on stage, Fletcher's gonna knock your ass out. Well, yeah, you're dead. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to fuck around. I mean, I think you would know the consequences. So. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, like, how many bands like? actively encourage fans to to run amok on the stage it's true it's not often especially nowadays it just it doesn't happen and they did this even the last time i saw them which was right before i moved to arizona this was three years ago like they still three this no, still dude, that happens. was like four years five years ago i've been here like three years eh, you've been there for a little bit longer than that anyway three and a half years why? So I like 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 straight ahead. It's not it's not chock full of bangers. Every album, every song on this album is not perfect. There's a lot of there's a lot of filler, and that's just with any Pennywise album, really. Um, I do think Land of the Free, overall, has more bangers than this one. But I think I think my top for me, my top four bangers, hit harder than my top six bangers of Land of the Free. So that's why. Straight Ahead is, is my, my favorite, and I just happened to get this one first on the CDs at the time, mm-hmm. right before it landed the free, so that's why I have it as number one. <laughs> so annoying. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's it. But this, uh, this is a 2.5. I would, never, yeah. I would never give it more than 2.5. I, would, I don't think I would ever give any Pennywise album more than 2.5, but... Um, I think it's a solid 2.5. I really, really do enjoy this. Even the filler songs, I will never change. If I listen, I do want to get this on the vinyls. And so I would never, it's expensive, I, mean, I can't really. Yeah, well, yeah. Dude, it's crazy because when we first started collecting, this was like a fucking $20 album. Was it really? <laughs> oh, that's... I swear to you. So the the good thing about that is, you know, if it was $20 two years ago, it's probably up for a repress sometime soon from Epitaph. Yeah. Because they they repress a lot of shit, so it'll probably be up within the next year. I think in the That's next couple of years for its fifteenth anniversary, right? So, no, twenty fifth anniversary. Yeah, right, right, ninety nine, two thousand nine, nineteen, twenty twenty two. See, maybe it's like its twenty fifth anniversary, like for sure, dude. This is one of their most popular albums. 
Yeah, it is. Absolutely. And Full Circle's getting a repress. Like, why the fuck is Full Circle getting a repress? And, yeah, this one has to get a repress. This one is way more significant than, than Full Circle. Oh. In their, like, career as a selling records, at least. Oh, but. oh Full <sighs> Circle's getting a repress because it's the 25th anniversary. Mm-hmm. 97 minus 22 is 50 or 25 or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, no, it's the 20, yeah, 25th anniversary. Yeah, 25th anniversary. Yeah. That's why it's getting repressed. It makes sense. Okay. Go. All right. So, uh, yeah, you give this a 2.5. So, for me, you know, I, I've always really dug Pennywise, especially Straight Ahead, Land of the Free. Uh, those are the two records that, you know, I grew up on and, and I really love. I really love the two records. And I'm totally stoked that I have Land of the Free on vinyl now. <laughs> and um, I don't know. I I don't think they're a perfect band. Like I said, Jim Jim is the worst part of the band. I like some of his lyrics, but you know, it's it can be very cheesy and silly at times. <sighs> I don't know. I'm just gonna repeat what I'm saying over and over again. So with Dude, that, uh I'm gonna have to give it straight ahead a two point two five. A two point two five out of three. Solid. Yeah. That's fair, right? You know Yeah. Like it's enjoyable. You'll listen again. Yeah. So Land of the Free, straight ahead, I'll give a two point two five. 1988 comp, I'll give a 2.5. Fair, right? I guess. I mean, I I guess it's fair. Nothing's nothing's a perfect three in Pennywise Land. No. But, but 1988 is better. Three. What? Brilham is a perfect three. Uh, No, it's not. It's like a 2.75. <laughs> it's 2.75. <laughs> Dude, that's stupid. Come on. Like, like I said, Pennywise, there's nothing perfect about Pennywise. Not even bro. Well, Fletcher. Well, what about Fletcher's oh, okay. onstage drunken antics? I take that back. Fletcher is three out of three. There we go, baby. He is a three out so of three. You're saying I, there's a chance. I'm saying there's a chance. Yes, a three out of three. <laughs> oh, oh so boy. Pennywise got a three out of three, and we're uh, good to go. Yes, we are. So uh, thank you all for listening to the podcast. Keep listening to all your friends and family how great we are because we really are the best podcasting oh, people in the whole world. So, um,. Yeah, give us five stars. Go do that. And um, that's it. That's all. Renditions I've ever heard from any band ever. I'm surprised you hated it that much. This was so fucking bad. Wow. Because, I mean, you love the real song, the actual song. I don't love it. I think it's good. You do. You just just say that you don't just to get a a reaction out of me. Come on, my guy. Like, if you... Bro him. Who doesn't like bro him? I like bro him. This is so good. You're so fucking... I like bro him. Your brain is poo. It's all pooed up. To think that anything from All or Nothing is better than Brohim. That's just insanity. Absolute Linsanity. It is. Yeah. It's Linsanity. It's God fucking damn it, Tyler. God damn it. I I think it's fucking it's a it's a great song. Absolutely. The I, fact that you chose any song from All or Nothing is just it just shows it just shows your true colors. It shows your true it, colors. It just shows that I think outside the box and I'm no, more of a It shows it shows that you're trying you're trying so hard to be like sophisticated and 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 pretend to the world that like 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 you have some complexity to you, <laughs> but really everyone just sees you as as a fucking uh, a goblin. <laughs> <laughs>
You're a, guy, like, you're a goblin. It's like the, the worst insult ever. That's all I get down to. That's all it's I like the most of. childish. Off the cuff. That's all thing. I could think of. You're a fucking goblin. You're, come oh, out fighting. Oh, and of oh. course, bro him. Of course, bro him. I mean, come on. You're just, you're just straight. You're a straight silly boy. If, you're a straight if, silly boy. If you, you think, think that if anything you don't from like All that or song, Nothing is better than bro him. You legit think a song from All or Nothing is better than bro him. That's what you said. That That is correct. <laughs> that is stupid. Yes. That's what that is. No, it's called being smart. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah, so that's for number four. Is, uh, is <laughs> That's what that's <laughs> called, yes. <laughs> goblin. Fucking goblin. Oy. Oh, my God. So, yeah, Pennywise is Pennywise, my number four. So what do you got for number three? Yeah, this is this is a mainstay. This is my favorite uh, Pennywise album. I think Land of the Free is better overall. I think I think there are more songs on Land of the Free. I really hate that I say it like that now. It fucking bothers me. <laughs> it just sounds so stupid. It, does. it sounds so it stupid. It sounds terrible. I feel like it's not even good. Like you say it like it it flows a little bit nicer. When I say it, it just sounds fucking dumb. I sound like I'm an idiot. <laughs> I'm going to try not to do it again, but I think... You have think, to say uh, it like that. That's how it's written. It's written with a question mark. You have <laughs> think, to say it like that. I think the land of the free... Every day I convince myself of everything I can't, I can't believe. <laughs> Abused, confused. Oh, it's so good. It's like it's the... So, okay, so my, my favorite part so of this lame, song... It's so dude. It's so lame. Come out and play or the... the, the la, 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 la. Oh, yeah. What is that? I can't even think of what that song is right now. Can't even think of what song either. Not genocide. That's a good song. The fuck song is that? I can't even think. It's not genocide, right? No. They do have a unique sound. Nobody really sounds like Dave Grohl. Nobody really sounds like Dave Grohl. Get the fuck out of here. Oh my god, please. Every every black keys. Black lips, flaming no. keys, sound like them. Flaming keys. <laughs> <laughs> we know what to look for. We know what to listen for. We know like the little tricks. We know what they're doing. We know the, the scales. We like we know everything. Yeah, we know yeah. everything. We, we literally know everything. We're the greatest we guitar are, players ever of all time. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're top three for sure. Who's like number Bradley one? Noel. Fletcher? Well, Bradley Noel. Oh. Of course, Bradley Noel, and then us two after that. Oh, okay. All right. That makes sense. <laughs> Fletcher. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. 